due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Everybody, welcome to the Idol Matinee podcast, episode number 90. This is now the perfect episode to listen to if you're a new listener. Just start here, you can go back if you want. But ongoing listeners, welcome back. Thank you. Here today, we have me, Ben, and we also have. Bonsoir, je m'appelle Gregoire. Comment appelles tu? With friends like these, who needs enemies? It's me, Johnny Ribena, aka Juanito, aka Juan flew over the cuckoo's nest. Bong bong. Swing and a miss, it's Chris. And the Pru, the auditors in the background, you may say or stuff the, if you well, can we, think we, of anything. Well, we decided his name should be the Prudicator. The yeah, Prudicator. Not, not the auditor. So the step aboard name. with the double-deckers for fun, laughter on a double-double-decker bus. Let us begin this week with, what have you been doing this week? What's been going on, fellas? Anyone got any good stories? If you shit, I'm going to shut it straight down. My dad got kidnapped. Or should we do that after we just get the football out of the way first? Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about so that. So England lost to pen- penalties. Totally forgot about that. I on didn't watch pens. it. <laughs> Barry, Barry didn't watch it. Well, I didn't, I didn't watch it with you. You were next door, weren't you? And uh, watching it with your mum. Were you watching it with your mum? Mm. Or did you actually not watch it? Me and my mum were doing other things, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I won't venture down there too. I'm still... Uh, I mean, I'm sure when you say you and your mum were doing other stuff, I'm sure you mean just watching another TV programme. Uh, no, we were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Boom, was like, 90. Yeah. We were watching it. We were, I'm just joking. We were yeah. just being edgy. And I was watching edgy it here with a couple of people. One of them was shouting at me quite a lot, so it was quite difficult Heard to about take that. it in. Yeah, it was, t- it was quite difficult to take it in. As much as I would have done, but I, I still uh, saw as much of the game as I needed to. Um, all, I, all, I, all I care about is we won in real time. We scored the better goal. And that's the way they should look at it. In real time, yes, we're, we're always going to lose on, at penalties. Uh, so, they did yeah. better fouling. Yeah, and they did better fouling. So. We only had one shot on goal the whole game. That was Luke fucking Shaw's. miserable. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's miserable. That's... It, I think there's a lot of guff that disguises how poor we actually played yeah. in, the, in that final. I just think... With oh, I, well, I don't think I just don't, I'm flabbergasted, so I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself. I think there were better kicks off the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Luke, when Luke Shaw's goal was great, and because it was it was fairly early on as well in the first half, so I was, I was like, great, because it wasn't an excellent goal. And he thought, oh, great, because he's been had a great tournament, and it looked like, oh, brilliant. Harry's not even stepped up yet, and stuff. And we thought, oh, we probably got more goals, and then yeah, it became evident that yeah, it was only going to go one way. So. So I actually watched the the, uh, the Wimbledon final, and when um, the Italian came second, I thought, "Oh, that's an omen." Yeah, but well, it, it well, that was good. At least there was a boxing this... the night before. There was boxing the night before as well. Yeah. There was an Italian versus an English guy, Lyndon yeah. Arthur, and he absolutely smacked the the Italian about. And then because and then with the Wimbledon thing, I was like, "Is this?" inspiring them or is this eroding their confidence you know what I mean are they watching this like going yeah they're inspired by this plucky eye tie doing his best yeah um, I, I watched it and I just thought tennis that's a racket yeah put the sound effect in there please um, so was everyone feeling a little bit down after the match or were you expecting to lose no, I, was, I, was, I was expecting I was <laughs> I was still disappointed, but I said all the way through, I thought, I, just, I couldn't see it. I just really could never see us lifting well, the trophy. Well, he did exactly what, like like Greg said, you know, don't change the team, don't do this, don't do that. And I know it's always easier with hindsight, 
But he did change the team. Yeah. He did like, and it was it just made us ultra defensive against a defensive team. Yeah. Which they're always going to be better at being a defensive team than yeah. we are. So, yeah. so do you oh, think it's just incredibly frustrating? We got all these young spunkers, um, and what you know, it's no wonder they like struggled when it came to like taking the penalties because they're just they're young lads they need to be playing with gay abandon yep. at these stony faced Italians and going for it and clipping like they should be scoring down those goals during the game they should be relied yeah, they should not be worried fucking about fucking penalties, penalties. Yeah. so do you, yeah, you, you're, right. you're going with the narrative that we should blame the second most successful England manager of all time that for the fact that we didn't beat the plucky Italians no, not at all. I think it was just too yeah, much. Yeah, but you could do that with anything, Johnny. You can <laughs> you do can it. It's a straw man thing. You know, you could argue that, um, you know, I, 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 he's done, you know, he's, he's, he's very consistent. He gets a good team ethos. He knows the young lads. And I'm not saying, like, we should sack him and it's all... But it does come down to him and he picked the wrong team. At, um, all the things that everyone was... Even the Italians were going, you know, you could beat us with your bench. They were saying things yeah. like this beforehand. They were like going, you know, you, we've got so much attacking creative talent. The Germans are flabbergasted that we haven't been able to get Sancho, who's been the best player in the Bundesliga for years, years squished into our team. And then we fuck well, apart from maybe Lewandowski, but then, but, and then we don't play to our strengths. We play a different way. And I just found it. Do you upsetting. think we? Do you think we needed a few more enforcers? Because I thought that the tide of the game definitely changed when uh, I can't remember the captain's name, but he started throwing himself about a bit as well. And they Chilini s- or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Chilini, yeah. I, I was watching the Copa American League, so I didn't see any of it. I prefer that. Uh, Brazil and okay. Argentina. Okay, why do you prefer that? I, I was interested in the final because we had two Aston Villa players, one playing for Brazil and one playing for Argentina in the final. All oh, right, I like real football with real teams, not Pod, these little podcast bit, gold, not these little bitty boy teams. But I think with us, I think I was just glad to be in. To be fair, we got further than I've yeah. we ever have done in my lifetime. So we've got to look at it that way, and I think the, the most of the nations should, should see it that way as well. Um, I, I so, got, yeah, you're I right. got more depressed about the news off of the pitch, uh, and also than, than on it. To be honest, to be, and they didn't even show the half streaker. The film that I want to talk about, we'll touch on later, hopefully at some point. Tomorrow War that we and Chris both watched. Nah. Um, yeah. Well, no, yeah, no. Chris watched me and Chris watched. Nah. Talk about. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about Just it. Just joking. We'll talk about it. But anyway, but in that Brown Bear coming up soon. So at the beginning of that film. So this is how Hollywood. <laughs> this is how Hollywood reviews football. So to them, as I said, the Euros don't even exist. So the the, the big ones next year, World Cups, because uh, the beginning of this film, as I say, the, it's Brazil playing, so they always assume that Brazil are going to be in the final of the World Cup. So when the aliens come, or when the people from the future come to tell everyone about the future war, it's during the World Cup, so everyone's watching it on TV. That's the premise of the film. So as I said, Hollywood doesn't recognise the Euros, so we should remember that as well. If the, the big ones next year, so hopefully a Hollywood film someday is going to have England at the front, because we're the top of the, I mean, the international game, and we'll be seen as... Like, like the soccer champions, not Brazil. Greg, you're not English, mate. Huh? You're not English, mate. I'm, well, I'm, I'm half Irish, but I'm, no, I'm I live in England. 1% Tongan. Oh, oh, yeah, 1% Tonga. Togolese. To- not Tongan. Togolese. You idiot. I'm from Togo. And Greg, um, oh, yeah, and who were the team that Brazil were playing in that final? Oh, yes, final? and it looked like Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Because they, like, yeah, they were like, they were like well, so obviously Brazil are going to be in the World Cup final, right? So this this scene, we'll have Brazil playing, I don't know, some other guys. Put them in dark blue. I don't know who are those guys. And they do look exactly like Scotland. They, <laughs> they haven't thought it through, really, yeah. <laughs> 
It's a uh, premonition. You never know. Well, before you move on to the tomorrow war, because I'd like no, to hear no, a little bit about we'll that film. Let's move on from football now, because that's enough talk about yep. football. It's boring as fuck. What um, have you been doing this week, guys? Let's start with this week. I want to start with Johnny, because he's got a cracking story about a hotel. Johnny. I was going to go with him and dad getting kidnapped, but I, I, might just, I might just interview him, actually, and get him. we'll save that for next week. But... Um, Oh. Yeah, good, good story. Uh, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Are you, I hear you saw a celeb. I did. I saw Gary Webster. For, you know, a uh, minor fame. Oh, that's a better story. A minor fame. Dun, dun, da, da, da. Yeah, um, but okay, I couldn't believe it because I saw him practicing his lines, and I was like, I recognise that bloke. And then I thought, it just can't be. It can't be. And Lou was going, "What's the matter with you?" Like, like thinking, "What am I going on about?" Because I'm like uttering to myself. And I went, I think it's Gary Webster. And she was like, who? Who? Like, what are you talking Like, so I walked up and got a beer and I just kept turning around going, no, it's, it's Gary Webster, isn't it? Because there's, there's a new show uh, that's based in Cambridge about a professor who can fight crime or something. So Is I'm it starring thinking, Gary Webster? He's on no, Channel 5. He, must be, he might be one of the baddies or something, in it? He looks old. He's got a different... So, yeah. He's, he's got a different um, bit. I mean, obviously... He is older now. We were watching Mind in the 90s and he was our eight. Well, he was younger than us then. Did you get so, a photo with him? Yeah. I tried to. I tried to do an interview for the podcast, um, but he was working. Um, Could you so, not just say you did the interview and it's coming up later? Did you say it was the Idle Matinee uh, podcast? I did say it was Idle Matinee and I was stood with the crew. He's like, Joe Rogan and you guys, I'll drop everything. <laughs> but it was, um, yeah. Except the pies. So that was quite exciting. Um, but as I do that walk, um, at the beginning of like spring I'd do that walk and there was three pairs of swans oh, that I used to keep my eye on and um, what happened is that each of them had seven signets each of these three pairs had seven signets and we were like oh that's really cool it's really successful it's nice brilliant so we've been going round on this walk and seeing them but it's got to one of them's got six when you're like to lose one, it's probably the weakest one. It might not be the worst thing in the world. Then the other one's still got seven, and we cheered. And then last night we saw that one's only got two, and it's been declining week on week. So did Gary Webster have loads of like feathers and shit in his mouth and blood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, times are hard. Bad. He had them in a, like a duffel bag. Well, I was waiting for Johnny to do the old. Uh, so to lose one signet is. Uh... Unfortunate, uh, but to lose however five is careless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and also to lose what happened sausage. this week. So I've got a mate who um, is is follically challenged. You know, I'm talking preaching to the converted here. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. But so he's been. I found this week that he's been saving for like hair, proper hair transplants, being ants legs, put in. plugs. Ants legs, dead man's barnet. Proper ones. He doesn't. He waited to. He wanted to wait until like um. A man dies and he can have his hair. No, you know, like the the technology, the hair technology. He wanted way. to wait till technology had caught up with his disability. Exactly. We'll we'll get my we'll leg, challenged. Get here. my legs sorted. I mean, you two, so, you two are pretty much bought by your bald, and I'm thin-haired. Not the, the prudicator's doing all right. He's got a fine set of. Just hair, in case you're at home wondering, like Tom, like Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise like, up with AIDS. <laughs> Tom homeless. Cruise caught in a lift. H- homeless Tom Cruise, I prefer. By his face. You're not afflicted with like a life. Tell us his hair story. I want to hear disease. the rest. Anyway, so so he's been having conversations with me because he goes and sees a consultant, and they've been saying about what his hair 
line would be what hair pattern it'd be because some people want to come a bit more forward than they were before some people want to still keep up so it looks natural you know a little bit of mr burns at the side or widow's peak what about mexican wolf boy <laughs> yeah, just all over the place. I wanted to meet my so, pubis. <laughs> so he's he's um so he's shown me what he's got. It's quite good, but then the colour comes into it because he's actually got hardly he's got very fair eyebrows. So he's had different colours. Like you go dark and he looks really funny, like it's a wig, regardless. But he went blonde. When you looked at it blonde, it looked a bit Phil like Fiden. um. Well, like he's in disguise, like he's um, just, you know, just for the day. Like a Guess I, Who um, character. Yeah, that sort of thing. But he went ginger and it suited him. And he's asked me, he goes, and he said, how would you feel about going ginger? And I was like, what do you mean? What do you, it's not down You'll to me, it's ginger. about how you. He was going, but, you know, people might think because we're mates and we hang out and I've got like ginger hair. <laughs> Did he ask you yeah, to donate a look, kidney as well? It's going to look weird. Does he so, want you to be um, a hair donor? Yeah, unfortunately, no. I don't have to. I don't have to do that. I've, um, I've I did earlier trim and um, cut off a perfect tash for my son for his captive mannering. But um, my what my partner's saying, I can't put that anywhere near his face because it's mostly pubes. Because that's what's made it all bind together. So, a couple of questions I've got for you about the hair transplant. Uh, yeah. What's the ga- What's the goal? What's the aim for this? Is he going out on the pool? Does he want more hair? Do you think he can't pull women? Or more hair, more make sure more successful, uh, confidence. Is he going to grow his hair long like Mick Hucknall and um, be a proper like lady killer? My advice to your friend, be very, very careful. Why? Because you may think that that he may think that having the hair will give him the confidence he needs, but he'll get the hair and then think, fuck, I'm exactly the same. Like, in fact, worse because yeah. I'm ginger. Yeah, hasn't. <laughs> now everyone's bullying me. I, like McCutton, I need a tough changed. skin. If only I'd develop that at school. Sort of like, sort of like a ginger Dumbo, but the stick doesn't work. Well, I also think he's going to have brown pubes still, isn't he? So that's going to look some... weird unless they do that down as well. Like they a Duracell battery, cuffs and collars. Yeah, he's got to dye his pubes ginger to match his hair. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's a great story. I was, gonna, I was a bit worried. Two I should have led with the kidnapping story. Really, so done. Let's save it. Let's hear about Greg's week. <laughs> what? Well, uh, well, my my week. Uh, the World Cup. Oh, I've just been playing more Mario. Really, I didn't. I don't. What have I done? I haven't done anything. I've done Sounds nothing. like a dream, retired dream. Yeah. Did I? Did I even play, play Mario Rabbids? I've just been playing Mario Rabbids, yeah. I'm watching, I've been watching loads of TV, yeah. So I've got, got, I've got, I've got some, TV stuff some to talk TV about. chat, so yeah. you've been getting through it. It sounds like everyone's had an exciting week of full of happiness. I was only found out the other day, like I've mentioned before, that I've gone on to, um, oh, what's that bloody actor's name? Fucking, oh, this is annoying me. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Who's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? Mickey Rourke. And the, Mickey Rourke, right. So Mickey Rourke again. Me, I've got one. <laughs> so I was, like I said before, I watch, I looked at his, I look at his Instagram thing every now and again. I found out this week he was gay. Um, I had a suspicion because he was always surrounded by like really attractive women, but also double hard, really attractive men. And he'd always be like messaging them and kiss, kiss. And then he's put on him and his boyfriend have been messaging each other quite publicly on it. So it's quite, it's quite obvious. Um, anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are we talking about Mickey Rourke here? 
Yeah. Mickey Rourke's gay now. Open, or openly gay. Yeah. He's also, I think so. Yeah. Well, this is, sorry, this is a recent revelation. This is just you've just found this out, or this is a recent. But this is not even the story I'm trying to get to. Okay, I'm right. still trying to get. So Mickey Rock's got a boyfriend now, right? Is this true? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. this is what Chris saying. Okay, okay cool, yeah. cool. Carry on. Yeah. So Mickey, <laughs> I'm gonna scrub it. I'm gonna scrub it. It's gonna. It's taking <laughs> no, fucking too no, long. I want to fucking hear now because I don't even know. It's taken me like five minutes to get to this thing that relates back to like bad weather or whatever. Anyway, um, so on his on his um, on his like feed or whatever, you know, where comment section, like loads of people go, "Good on you!" Oh, two boys in love, all this, like nice one, or "Good on you, Mickey," and all this sort of thing. Um, Because he hasn't made like a big statement; it's just sort of eked out, obviously, and he's not responding to that. It's just like this is my life. Um, but somebody put on there going, oh, yeah, that's because you smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and I was like, who's this nutter? And um, so someone responded, going, what's that got to do with it? They're just two guys just loving each other, and that's all that matters. And it's like, yeah, because they've um, they've had too many toxins, and that's what, that's what makes them gay. And they were like, well, what do you mean? They were like, well, he was the Marlboro man, so he obviously smoked loads of fags. And people were going, no, that... That was an act. That's like, and they go, well, look at his boyfriend posing. He's got a cigarette in his mouth there, like this shirtless guy. And they were like, you're you're homophobe and all this stuff. And this person was trying to just stay rational, even though they're clearly barking mad. And they went, no, there's a study done on seabirds, and it shows that high levels of mercury turns them gay. So, boom, that's the evidence. And I was like, right, I'm looking into this. So it goes back to like a 2010 research paper, which they found birds in the South um, South Seas that were fishing, eating like high oily um, um, fish, would then have high levels of mercury in them. And then as soon as it hit a certain level of mercury, all the boys would pair up and live like just <laughs> they would as if they were in heterosexual relationships but just with their mate um they they'd fuck they'd go fishing for one another but they just never have an egg and obviously the the problem with this could cause like population collapse of that anim- animal so that's what it was relating to so she's not really taking into account that humans are a little bit more you know, cerebral than the odd seabirds. But they also did control studies in um, in scientific conditions, you know, in lab conditions and that. And it exactly, it happened again. But it was, it appears it's just the boy birds, once the mercury level hits a certain level, they they go for other boy birds. Okay, but sorry, did any of these sig- seagulls at any point smoke a cigarette? No. <laughs> so, sorry, I wasn't listening to any of that. So Mickey Rourke's going out with a seagull now. <laughs> And likes to likes to smoke fags of him in bed. Hey, you got a cigarette? Um, we don't smoke. I got a story I want to read out to you that I think's re- very very nice that happened this week, and I read. And we also got a lot of depressing stories. And I did those real life magazine stories in the past that was about someone hacking someone to death with an axe or he killed the bride gets killed for a wedding but this is a nice story a couple get engaged and buy a house within eight weeks of meeting online during lockdown a couple who matched on a dating app during lockdown then got engaged brought a house together after two months have shared their story that's some very sad desperate lonely people isn't it 
Well, they're quite young. Emily Morgan, 27, said it was love at first sight when she met Jamie, 29, after the pair swiped right. They moved into a three-bedroom semi-detached house, had an offer on it eight weeks later, then introduced to the family the next day. It's been an absolute whirlwind. From the moment we started talking, we had such a great connection. As soon as I met him, I knew that he was the one. We're living proof that dating apps can really work. Emily, who was living near Wigan, Lancashire, decided to go on a dating app for four months after lockdown began. After swiping through Tinder, she matched with Jamie, who was visiting the area. The pair instantly hit it off and arranged a date a few days later in August 2020 within a few hours of meeting the couple made things official there's a lot of strange people in the world because meeting someone on tit like tinder it, it's weird I, I can't imagine meeting the one on tinder it's like it should just be used it's like oh, we don't well, know it, each other this is awkward should we meet up and have sex yeah go. cool that we don't we've got, anyth- we've got anything in common nope turns out we don't that's how, to, it, that's how it works but out but here's one thing i got to read to you Within a matter of, because you've had a lot of long distance relationships on Tinder, but yeah, listen to this, within a matter a of lot, weeks, Nurse Emily relocated 100 miles away to North Yorkshire to be closer to Jamie. Can I, can I just say, um, right, I've never had sex with a girl that hasn't fallen in love with me. So if, well, he's, if he's got the same curse, yeah, yeah. If he's Straight got the same curse. She's like, oh my God, this was just going to be a fuck, but... I'm now in love. That sounds a little bit like a one-sided anecdotal <laughs> story there, but who, who am I to judge? Well, yeah. Lou said it to be true. So I'll just read out a bit of what Jamie said, because I like this thing, that is quote from Jamie. I definitely fell for Emily first. I was trying to hold back a bit. It was like that Robbie Williams song. I was worried about saying something stupid like, I love you. I was catching feelings so quickly. What? That's not a Robbie Williams song. Oh, hey, I'm loving angles instead. Is that saying something stupid like yeah, that's I not Robbie Williams. That's, that's what not. he thinks he, is a Robbie oh, Williams yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, just, that's the sort of people that meet on Tinder. Yeah, no, people. I think that's a very good level uh, yeah. level of uh, People haven't given life genius. a chance. Yeah, but you can't say someone's thick if they're 27. Yeah, you can they're on they, Tinder. Looking no, for mate, love. They haven't lived as long as you have. They don't know history as much as you. Two simpletons found each other. I'm not doubting that they're in love yet, but it takes a certain breed of person to go looking for love on Tinder. And if they Barry, found it, good on them. Barry, yeah. have you got any cleverer since you were 27? No, but I know a bit more about like <laughs> pop culture, <laughs> musical history, film history, that kind of stuff. So I knew like, oh, Robbie Williams never did that. It was a cover version. Yeah. And they should but know If you're that not going to go back into it and look into it, you might just think, oh, that's the first time it's ever been done. They've There's got the loads internet. of stuff They've you got don't access know. to everything. Yeah, but they don't look it up. Why would you look it what up? Lazy little bastards. You're not interested in that. I suppose we don't either for this podcast. They're obviously a couple of young, thick people, and they're not. Stop they're saying not, thick. Okay, they're not thick. Stupid okay. cunts. Just, just. Well, they've, they've grown up in a different time where that's just the norm, and it's like, oh, and that's it's normal to just jealous. start talking to people. Well, yeah, because I can't use Tinder for what it's for, just meeting up and having sex with people. I have to do all this relationship stuff, and but that's right. what they did. They fell in love, mate. So you could meet someone and the fall in love. The gays have it right on Grinder. They just meet up and fu- they don't. I mean, they're not. Even, I know what you should do. They're not even thinking about going to date. They're just they're thinking about bumming and sucking cock, and like I mean. <laughs> You should smoke more fags. <laughs> more cigarettes. Hey. Fellas. Today, I traveled to the Smoker's Bridge, the place where all young college students go to suck away their troubles on some cancer sticks. The next thing I want to talk about is the... Because t- I don't want to talk about saying at the beginning, we don't bring it up again. Yep. So let's talk about Black Widow first. I'll talk about that first. So let's have a little chat about Black Widow first. Yeah, too long. It's all right. Right, next movie, The Tomorrow War. So, Chris, what did you think of Tomorrow War? 
I thought it was all right. I thought I, there was bits of it that it was a, like a it was a Hollywood blockbuster, but I thought all the set pieces worked. I thought the premise seemed a bit like uh, wonky, but actually, as they explained it, I thought, oh, that makes sense now. That makes sense. There were still bits which are grey areas, but yeah. I actually thought it was fun. It didn't try to take itself too seriously, even though apart from one element of it and i think it was chris pratt's character because mm. chris he actually wasn't he he's quite a likable actor but yes, his but character was, wasn't likable no i'll tell you the no. problem was i found was the it was mostly with the daughter with the, the which is a yeah a bit of a weird one the daughter the, the future daughter thing because it's quite clear he fancied the actress that was meant to play his daughter first of all no. so, so it, it was that must have been awkward i never thought that <laughs> Weird where my friend goes to whenever I'm watching these yeah. things. But remember, you remember coming to America, coming to the number two America. Yeah, yeah, and when, yeah. When it was set up, and you're like, oh, it looks like he wants to fuck his sister. Yeah, yes. there was a similar thing that happened with this, right? And then I was like, right, where's the plot going? Then it became obvious, evident. But he had, he did, had this look at. He looked at her like he wanted to fuck her, not like, oh, it's my daughter grown up. It was like he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to bang her. Then it's like, oh shit, it's my daughter. And then he found out it was his daughter. I don't know. He never really lost that look. And then when do he, you think that's that's uh, a bit of self projection? Because you were saying last week about I know you weren't actually. That was a conversation on the group, wasn't it? Sort of like future projection from you. Sort of like future at the back instead of Back to the Future. But why? Why? I, I uh, wonder why would people from the future want to come back and get us to go and fight for them when uh, we'll the already film, be dead by then. Well, this is confusing. The yeah. film explains it. It, it explains does. It oh, no, I've only, I've only watched the review. I, I didn't actually it. watch the explains film. It explains it. There's the, the, does enough science to make you go, oh, it's sci-fi science, isn't it? It's Rick and Morty yeah. science. Yeah, where yeah, you just yeah, go, yeah. okay. And then you go, oh, that's a good idea. It's got good ideas. It's got good ideas and enough words to make you go, okay, and a believable sci-fi. So you can invent you can it. invent a time machine, but you can't kill aliens. You can't, basically, you can't send anyone into that time if they're alive in that time yeah. so they have to come back and pick people over a certain age to paradox. go forward to, to, oh, to no. not do a paradox so are all yeah. people recruiting yeah. them are all people who haven't been born yet so they're all people yeah, yeah. they're all people from the future that have been sent back and oh that's recruit- interesting actually yeah. so there, yeah. there's little things like that in it which are quite good so they, they as long as they out. stick to it and then they don't send the spaceship through hyperdrive through another spaceship yeah, and yeah, yeah. everything then so they, they, they don't enjoy out, it they work this all out they work this out early on right but there's a character the, the best mate character as it were Chris, like, and he was a bit annoying as well. So I had to throw the, the yeah. one. I, some of the dialogue's quite, and obviously it's got J, it's J.K. Simmons plays Chris Pratt's dad as well, and he's quite good. He's good in it, just to, mm. to, just because he's good. I mean, J.K. So whatever he's given, he's going to make the most of it, and he does. Yeah. Um. And and you know he's going to come back. He visits his dad at the beginning. Like, well, you don't show J.K. Simmons at the beginning of something and then not use him. Yeah. Like the gun. So we're going to give the film an no, no, out of no, 10. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck? <laughs> right. Uh, so right. easy. So first of all, I want to talk about the, the creatures. The creatures are fucking yeah. wicked. The, C- the CGI is absolutely terrifying. Because they're, yeah. they're, and the thing is, right, oh, isn't, wasn't there a thing in it as well where they go like, right, we can't train you or do any, tell you anything about the monsters, otherwise you won't go. Like they you won't go, yeah. exactly. Because like, like- if they, yeah, they, you're right, if they, you were told about them, you'd be like, yeah, no, fuck that. There's, we don't stand a fucking chance. <laughs> so is- if I was setting you up for a blind date and I said that to you, uh, I can't, I'm the matchmaker, right? I've got this perfect girl for you. I can't tell you anything about what she looks like, otherwise you will not go on this date. Yeah, what? Yeah, or the way but, she is. Yeah, uh, it's like that. No, but they well, asked yes. to be described and they... 
And they said, next time, just lie to us. Are they like the bugs out of Starship Troopers? Then, no, they're, they're worse. Okay, so imagine a xenomorph, okay? Xenomorph with two extra limbs that fire spikes out of them. So basically, before they, you can't see them, they camouflage themselves. Then you first of all get hit by these spikes. They seem to keep reproducing. So they're like high, they're projectiles that are like six inches long, which will go through your chest. So like straight through your head, straight through your chest. So if you don't get hit by one of them, then they'll just climb walls. They can, then it turns out they can fly. And swim. Yeah. They, there's a bit, when the helicopters come in, it's like, oh, great. Turns out they've got fucking these gill thick, like, like a flying fox. Yeah, so if you do about them, you'd be like, no, there's no chance because the only thing that's going to save you is plot armor because there's someone because <laughs> there was someone there was someone stood next to Chris Our Pratt favorite superhero there was someone stood next to Chris Pratt shooting the gun exactly the same way as him none of them had any training they're all civilians as well they would just get taken out of their life he's like yep you're a civilian just dumped in yeah do what you can and they're like okay and then so some of them are shooting this alien dad's army don't tell him your name Pike <laughs> so Pike's shooting away he's doing nothing <laughs> wrong and then some other cunt, and then Chris Pratt stood next to him, but then this guy gets wiped out by one of the, the things. Chris Pratt just doesn't. It's just, cause, yeah, cause but he's, he's expensive, well, yeah, And his name's at the beginning of the film, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, it's a giveaway. But that. that's, that's unfortunate as well, because it didn't really incorporate any of that. It's like, why has this person survived? And that person, there was one guy who survived three tours. He's gone back there three times. It turns out he's got cancer, so he doesn't give a fuck. And like, but I won't really, is yeah. it got Mar- is it Does Chris Pratt do the Marvel humour thing in it? <laughs> uh, yes, well, no, he does that quite well. Him and, right. him and his dad, him and J.K. Simmons do that quite well. But there's this mate, he has one too many lines and he does too much of that when they do a quip and then you go I don't yeah. know the actor's name it's the, the, his friend when he goes oh we're going to become best friends because they're both scientist guys and they both work out that the people recruiting them are younger they work out the I thought he was, thing yeah he was I thought he was quite he was alright funny but yeah you're right it's yeah, a, bit, a little much. bit too much yeah. but what they do as well is they say um, like when you drop in you've got to prepare for <laughs> yeah. we'll drop you about 10 9 feet above where you're going to be so you better prepare yeah that was for, good because they're just throwing people into this like we're fucked we're fucked they're just murking everything but actually they're about I don't know, 300 metres in the air? Yeah. And they're just coming down like, yeah. fuck, and some are whacking yeah, off buildings and smashing and dying. Like, yeah, Titanic. Some land in swimming pools, so like they're the all Titanic right. And they're splitting two and bouncing off all the railings and shit. It's just like, fuck it out, and this is at the beginning. Sounds good. Watched another film this week as well, The Sparks Brothers. Have you heard of that? The Edgar Wright documentary about the mm. band Sparks. So you heard of the band Sparks, No, you? no. Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. So Edgar Wright, who is famous for Shaun of the Dead, he did a documentary about their Sparks because they're his most favourite band. I watched the first part of it. It just tells you like who they are, where they're from. People so they're, they're his favourite band, band. band. Not most favourite band. 25 albums. Um, and then I fell asleep in the last half of it. So yeah, that was a Sparks movie. It was all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is most fa- was that your most favourite documentary? Uh, I, I don't, I'd only heard of the Sparks when I heard Edgar Wright talking about them. We watched, I think we watched a YouTube video with him talking about the Sparks Brothers and I was like, oh, I'd, I'd heard of them but I'd never, was not aware of the music in the slightest. So, uh, It's great. I used to like rent a room with this Irish family and he, I couldn't for the life of me I can't remember his name let's just say his name was Mick and he had like red hair and he had like like really sort of like um, high brow big Norman brushy Lamont. eyebrows Norman Lamonts yeah 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 Oh, hello. And, but he, he was the nicest friendliest guy going and he, he loved his children to death but he used to sit in his back garden all the time and he all had adjoining gardens because his house faced over that big Quarrendon field bit down from the, oh, the yeah, pub. Oh, yeah, Where they did the BMX so, track. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where his garden was, it adjoined like a piece of pie on loads of uh, loads of other gardens. 
and he had a wire there with um and he just sit and shoot starlings all day any bird that landed on this wire he'd shoot it so he just had hundreds and hundreds of dead birds in this garden there you go Another dead bird story. He pulls one out of nowhere. It's like, oh, what do we? Oh, he hasn't mentioned any dead birds for a while, Chris. So, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, I know. He had hundreds of them. Is that why you're holding up a dead bird now, Chris? <laughs> I tell you what, I did last week. So last, I went out into this place called the Special Place. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> was that was that a Chris special then? It's <laughs> all right. I filmed a barn owl, watched a barn owl for ages. Um, but also we watched another bird of prey took take down something like a rabbit and then five girls come and mob it and get its rabbit and then two other birds of prey turned up to get it and there was a couple of crows and we just watched this like battle royale play out in front of us. The most beautiful meadow, the sun-kissed and we were like... A blood and in feathers a lovely everywhere. place and then just watching this yeah <laughs> excellent do you, do you think they know it's the end times the birds yeah yeah they must do they must do that, that's been it used in a, in a few apocalyptic uh, stories well the birds always know first don't they yeah and the rats yeah well, we're going to need we're going to need them against the uh, Martians so crack on birds <laughs> training <laughs> Haven't done improv for a while. So Tony the Tiger, Snap, Crackle and Pop turn up to the Honey Monsters poolside barbecue. When they arrive, all four notice the pool is filled with milk. So I will be Honey Monster. Oh, well, be be, honey oh Monster. you can be Honey Monster. It's your barbecue. <laughs> I will be Tony the Tiger. And uh, Chris and... No, I'll be one of the disinterested Bisto kids. Okay. Snap, Crackle and Pop. And Chris, you can be Snap, you can be snap from Snap, Crackle and Pop. And you can be Crackle. Oh and Pop... Can, can, be be, can I be the what's the Coco Pop monkey? He doesn't say anything, does he? Yeah, you can be the Coco Pop monkey. Honey Monster, the great party you got here. Oh, thank you, Tony. Oh, snap, Crackle Pop, make yourself at home. There's plenty of food to go around. Can we just can we uh, just go for a little swim? That's all we came here for. Don't pop, don't make too much noise, boys. <laughs> I can't help it. You know, because Snap, Crackle and Pop, they make the noise in the, the milk. Uh, sorry, guys, I'm the lifeguard. I think the Cocoa Pop monkeys uh, turn the milk chocolatey, so you're not allowed in the pool. <laughs> hey, you got any drinks? <laughs> yeah, they're just over there, Tony. Thank you. These look great. Shall we all just jump in the milk together, guys, and start eating each other out? I've got no trucks. Why don't I jump in and you start eating out my asshole? And then oh, no, no, out. don't bother. That's enough. What's this? this with serial people. Oh, no, no, no. Serial killers. Serial killers. I don't want to do that. Well, everybody knows Frosties taste great. Doing that, let's, next, next question of the week, and this is a big subject of the week. What is it about Michael Ball? I don't know if you've ever have you ever heard of Michael Ball. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say Michael Ball? Yes, of course. The, the singer, stroke, yes, actor, the, stroke, the Phantom of the Opera, the one show. What is and it about annoying. him that makes people dislike him so much? Because anyone, his curly hair, his fat face. Is it is, it? is it really just as simple as that? Just the way he looks. His, and fat, that's it. his fat curly face. How he sounds. I think it. I. I think it's something about him. I think there's an air about him that you can tell when when you see people on television. Certain people, 
you can tell that he, they are arseholes. As in, like, to everyone who works around them. Yeah. Or yeah, he's, he's definitely a backstage diva. He's all airs and graces to their face, and then he's, like, backstage. He beats someone. He beats his wife. He beats his dog. He, someone is getting beaten by Michael Ball. He's a charisma vacuum. Yeah, because it's like Gary Wilmot. People still like him, and he's a similar sort of field. But he's, he's cheerful, isn't he? Like fr- Gary Wilmot. <laughs> Gary Wilmot. Like fr- uh, <laughs> he's a blast from the yeah, past, yeah, isn't he? Really, eighties <laughs> for the eighties comedy. He's not he's still about. So what is it about Michael Ball? Because he looks at it's the same reason people don't like Dale Winton. Like those sort of big, fat, overimposing, yeah, true, cheerful, cheerful people, yeah, muddy cheeked arseholes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, just, just too fat and friendly faced. I don't know. Yeah, that's mean. Fat face. That's harsh. Uh, it's not that. It's not his fat face. It's not his curly hair. It's not his jowls. It's just his. It's just the way he is. It's when you see him. Have you seen him and Alfie Bow together? Because they've done. Yeah. A fucking, oh God! When you see them on stuff, because they both think they're just so good at on. Oh, have you seen them on Sunday brunch? Yeah, and they start going in, like doing that together. Sing oh. us a song. Oh, I couldn't possibly. It's like it's like oh the things we get on so well and like yeah and then we start singing. Like, oh, oh, oh. You know, like Alec Jones when you see him now, it's like you've, you've lost your stick, mate. Just yeah. don't come well, on the telly anymore. Well, no, he's I don't know. He's quite a good presenter. He does uh, songs of praise and that shit now, doesn't he? And he's well back when. Uh, good, I think that's another thing Michael Ball when Captain Tom was there and he was like lapping him up every two minutes and interviewing him and doing the song with him <laughs> oh, and overindulging and, and do you taking think that's all what his did glory it? do you think that's what did it what made us lose Euros Captain Tom Captain Tom <laughs> they should have made Captain Tom take the last penalty if he was still alive it should have done should have got Diana Ross to do it <laughs> better option <laughs> but he's done it he's walked 100 miles and we're bringing him up now to take the final penalty for England So do you uh, remember when we used to do the old improvs back in the day, the good old improvs? I've got one for you. Quentin Tarantino is going to make 10 films, isn't he? He's on nine. He's on number nine. So he reckons the 10th film is going to be his last one. Uh, so a lot of people were saying it was going to be a, a remake of Reservoir Dogs or a different version it's of that, right. like a stage play of Reservoir Dogs or an all-black cast <laughs> Say Reservoir. Reservoir, Reservoir you, of Dogs. You, motherfucker. But what I was thinking might be a better... Uh, a better film he could make would be the movie version of Only Fools and Horses. Oh, God. <laughs> Only Fools and fucking Horses. Hey, Trigger. Lovely, Fuck you. Lovely fucking jubbly. What do you think of that idea? It's a cracking idea. Cassandra. You don't... <laughs> You'll Trigger, suck my dick from the back with a straw. All right. <laughs> that's always, oh, that's more, more, more Scorsese. Uh, um, <laughs> a more quirky character. Uh, I'm Pumpkin. I'm, work- I'm a waitress. And, uh, oh, I don't know. I'm Riddle. Pumpkin. I'll be Mike the Barman. I'm Don Boy. I'm Don Boy. I'm Riddle. Are we going to rub this place in? I'm Uncle Albie. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. We've gone off. The only Fools and Horses. Okay, Tarantino. <laughs> it's does. been done anyway. Yeah, yeah. You can be Uncle Albertini. I'm Uncle Albertini. <laughs> so I think. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's just keep going to Simon L. Jackson Simon L. Jackson as granddad would be dope Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just keep farting Chris (laughs) 
a little while ago we talked about the bullshit kids at school oh yeah like yeah. The, there's always the bullshit guys whenever you say something we know what I'm talking about Here, what about this guy okay so when you go to a pub and say you're, you're on your own with a couple of mates uh, not necessarily a piss but the guy that buys uh, sits at the bar with a pint and he tells you a story he wants to start just telling you stories about shit that, like bagpuss a bit like us in the podcast just talking shit yeah, to you yeah. about stuff the bagpuss man what do you think of that guy do you like him or do you not like to hear the stories he has to tell or does it depend what the stories are I, th- I think that you do get people like that especially people who are a bit older if, you, if you're mixing with some people and there's someone there who's aware that they've, they're about say 10 years older than everyone else not with everyone but this has happened it happened in Sheffield there was this guy who loved the smell of his own fucking stories and was <laughs> <laughs> and just kept fucking it was like, oh, and had all these great stories about how he got separated from his kid in Vietnam and then at the border and all this shit girl I was interested in okay so I went up to see her her best mate basically was there with her boyfriend right but it was quite clear when she'd already said like Gabby goes oh she really fancies this guy and I was like oh right okay do you reckon she should actively like try and fuck this guy in front of her boyfriend but that's but he was one of them people the fucking stories and it was like and everyone was hanging off his especially her hanging off his fucking word I was like okay nice story mate but but that's all he had it was just like these stories about the question he never didn't look at anyone and ask anyone else a question he got, he got the girl and got her up the duff uh, well yeah eventually like yeah, yeah well I don't know about up the duff but he, he, yeah probably ask Chris know. a question I was going to say like uh, our Trumpington wine club back here in Cambridge it's like littered with a few old boys and they're always good for like when we're talking and then they just break up they'll go like and it could be a piece of gold. It could be telling us the pork pie with egg in it story, which is absolutely fantastic. Should could be talking about like miners going down and when they go for a shit and they just shit at the end of the mine, obviously. Are you talking about Victor Bastard there? Yeah, the Victor Bastard. So he's good. Yeah. He's a good one. And they have, and then like, and then we've got Dick as well. But Dick will go. Has anyone tried this type of grease on their axle before? <laughs> it's like, why have you got a tub of? Greece there uh, oh in fact I can't do his accent he's got a West Country accent but that's right. and he's just, so and then you get the boring old farts but on the whole I love their experience and their stories because you could you could always shut them out as well because their testosterone is lower because they're a bit older you could just like <laughs> be passive aggressive enough to them yeah. to just make them think oh just leave, leave I would have shut now. this but, guy out I would have shut this fucking cunt out in Sheffield if I wasn't trying to get this girl to fall in love with me If you like uh, pizza, you'll love the taste of pizza. Mmm, pizza. Mamma mia! My um, brother, when he was about 14, he was um, he got a bad injury, he got kicked in the nuts in the game of football. And we were, that night we were talking about it, and he was like, it still fucking hurts so much, I'm really worried about this. And I was like, you've got nothing to be worried about, mate, you're like 14, these, these things happen. I used to play more rugby than he played football. You know, you get kicked in the everything. And, then, and even before the game... Um, and and he was like, no, I'm really worried in case my dick bone snaps. And I was like, you, you don't have a bone in your dick, mate. And he was like, well, how the fuck does it get hard then? Like, you mong. And I went, well, actually, it's a muscle and like blood flows into it. And he was like, I went, where do you think the bone comes from? And he went, I think, and he thought it was like a tail thing that slid down like, underneath your perineum and made your dick hard. I think what would be cool 
if you didn't imagine your fingers doing a phones in and if you weren't using them <laughs> yeah. just like, flashing and okay like anteaters heads yeah <laughs> that's quite that's a nice theory so every time you got angry two fingers went up yeah yeah, yeah. Whoop. nice nice <laughs> waving <laughs> high five you can give her a finger rating out of ten <laughs> Do you reckon um, Give most businesses in the UK still use Excel for spreadsheets? I think the government does. <laughs> I still do. It's been a long time since I've been in that situation. Why don't they use something newer than Excel? We've been using it for years. It's like... So integrated. It's, well, like it's, XXL. It's just fucking... Uh, that, you could say the same thing about Word, so PowerPoint. Like, no, but you can get, still the, you can still get the norm, different versions. Yeah, but there should be a better version of Excel yeah. where you don't have to know how to use it. You can just say what well, you want to do. What we're trying to say do. is there's like versions, cheap yeah. versions of Word and everything you can get, but there's no like cheap Excel, is there? Well, Richard Branson yeah. shouldn't be going into no, space. He should be making new Excel. Right, none of us use Excel. Don't know, Chris. You might use Excel occasionally, do you? Do you yes. know how to do formulas do, in Excel? Yeah. Do you know how to use it properly? What, do the... I have to use it, for, probably not as well as other users, but I use it predominantly to do like presentations or write I reports. I fucking hate and Excel. Like that. It's Me the too. most tedious, like stupid thing ever, and everything on it, whoever has ever done, is all lost in time it's the shittest thing to know as a, going forward as a human being like going back to that whole thing I was talking about it. about negligible senescence and that fucking robots are going to take our jobs and that the only jobs that are going to be around are caring jobs computers should only, I mean computers should just do Excel for everyone there should, there should be no humans using Excel there I know, should be no I know jobs it, that's like GitHub 3 though where you can just say do a spreadsheet I want four columns down I want this formula that does it all for you oh, the yeah, AI. Well, it does, you really. don't need to work well, it out so the, well, I, know, I know Excel so this does exist then I know it will do. Oh. I know Excel looks really cool, like um, really cool to use. It's wallpaper. But on I wall. just don't think it was the best way to uh, cool. stop the pandemic for track and trace. Well, there you go. Exactly. An Excel spreadsheet. Exactly. 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 It, there we go. Yeah, I've always struggled with it. I've had to use it in the past to do fucking tight, like, uh, <laughs> not the invoice. Invoice. Timesheet. Timesheet. Time, time sheet. Timesheet is what I was looking for. Oh, so talking actual... of timesheets, do you remember a movie called Time Bandits? I do. I do. But, yeah. <laughs> no, go back to Excel, sorry. Yeah. No, 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 there's nothing there's more to say about Excel, so, uh, really. That was our big subject of the week, though. What? Excel. Excel. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> can you do a picture for this week's podcast? Chris, have Excel you done any research on Excel this week? I thought you were going to look into it. Like, we're going to do the big Excel improv. <laughs> <laughs> the guy first found Excel. So let's how do he the realized. Excel improv. I, I would have been a little paperclip man. I, 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 the, man the American the guy first discovered it. It's like a thought. He's like, guys, I discovered the ultimate way to make a timetable. It's so much quicker than anything we've used before. People are going to be using this for, for decades. They, no, they won't be using anything else. No one will come up with anything else to do timetables well, but, and stuff. Well, you asked me if I know how to use Excel for a job. And I go, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And then it's the first day there. And I'm like tapping away on the computer trying <laughs> thinking, oh, fuck. <laughs> How do I do this? Okay, exactly. like, oh, so, yeah. Everyone in every job they've ever had has said, yeah, yeah, I so know you Barry, Excel. So you say you're good at Excel. Yeah, huh? yeah, I can use Excel. Okay, yeah. you start straight away. Okay, can you just whack up in all your, these timetables and spreadsheets? In your own opinion, are you really good at computers? <laughs> yeah, of course I am. Uh, I think the best Excel um, shortcut is uh, low leg kick over and over it's again. It's probably Google, how to do this, how to do this in Excel. How do I do this in Excel? YouTube videos. Let's have a mirror image of YouTube. <laughs> Same with anything. You could get any job now and just go like yeah I can do that no problem mate <laughs> see you no problem uh, just give me a second yeah two seconds uh, got it
I was watching uh, First Dates Hotel. Uh, there was a woman on First Dates Hotel who didn't want to date Cambridge men because she said they're too academic. Would you think that's true? Are Cambridge men academic a lot? They of are. Them? Even the nurses are quite like erudite. I'm sending my dad there next time. What is it that makes Cambridge men so academic? Academic. Uh, it, Anemic. Uh, uh, it makes you. Uh, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a geezer, mate. I'm a fucking geezer. Geezer, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit of rough. I'm a bit of rough. That's, man. Why, I, that's why I managed to punch above my station. I work in class. I'm a bit of rough. Look, I'll tell the world there it is. I fucking hate all these Cambridge. It's funny riding around Cambridge with me. Is like, like, look, I'm not. I'm not. I know I live in Cambridge, yeah, but I, I'm not <laughs> Cambridge. Look, this, this is a Tory area. I hate Tories. By the way, I hate Tories. Anyone? Everybody? I hate Tories. He's like right so I, was, I, was, I was wondering if when <laughs> when Chris said he punches above his station, did it mean he's a bit rough getting all the birds, or does he just walk around like the Mitchell brothers, punch, punching professors? <laughs> <laughs> So Robert Downey Jr. has this week uh, stopped following all the Avengers cast uh, on Twitter. And he was also on SNL in the 1980s. Robert Downey Jr., again, like Michael Ball, is he an annoying cunt? Or do you like Robert no, Downey? I, like I don't I like, like Robert Downey Jr. I, like uh, I, I think he's a bit smug. For, Discuss. I think he's too smug for his own good now. I, I preferred him when he was yeah. doing drugs. If I'm <laughs> Me honest. too. I, pre- I preferred him when he turned up in that baby's cot. <laughs> yeah, I preferred him in the in Weird Science days when you knew that he, the part he played in Weird Science. Yeah, that was jerk, a, yeah, 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 As a jerk guy in the background, there's some fun, there's some shit he does in that, which I think is one of his best roles. He's not he's not the main star, but because I know the shit he was actually doing, that's when he was totally off the reins. So, and he was actually really funny in that. Do film, you think he's not just? Yeah. Do you think he's not Air just America? Re- do you think he's not that just really annoyed America. that they're not using his voice in the What If uh, Marvel series? Maybe he didn't want him to. Well, no, they can't afford him, so obviously... Oh, that's probably why, then. Well, they don't need to in a cartoon, do you? Because you can use anyone voice, no. so it doesn't really matter anymore. I hope you do. And, and his character's dead, so... Fucking... Forever? Yeah, it's like the Mel Blanc characters. Obviously, Mel Blanc's been dead years, but there's loads of cunts who've like, learned how to do all the top uh, Warner Brothers yeah. cartoon characters, obviously. You never really have to worry about being funny, because SNL survived all the way through the 70s, 80s, and 90s. <laughs> hey. There's no jokes in any of that. And, that, and it's fucking <laughs> still going. And now it's like, it's not It's not even considered funny now, is it? It's, cause, cause it's like death to your career, I think, now. It's like, oh, oh no, I think it's like, a, you're meant to do it as to, to follow like as a path or something now, but I don't think it's not, it's not the same as when Chevy Chase and John Belushi and all that was oh, doing no, definitely it. Not. Fucking, when yeah. Elongo Musk did it, that was just oh, God, yeah, was, cringe-worthy. Yeah, that was the death knell. With Grime... Yeah. Well, no, it's definitely long before then, yeah. but it's just you. What I, I and saw. And doesn't even like performing. Embarrassed us, like herself for going up there. Like she fucking hates performing. Yeah, and then she's went a weird a, Italian accent. Well, yeah, so do you, and think, that, do you think that's why he wants to go into space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She hates performing. You're so protective of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My little grind <laughs> off performing. Grind. She, when she I thought about him, she hurt her leg, Beth. Oh, she'd fallen off stage. <laughs> So I googled uh, how do I clean the stain off the carpet and it said use shaving cream. Then I had to Google how to get shaving cream out of the carpet. Shave it. The big quiz of the week. Who said it? Tom Jones or Fred West? (laughs) (laughs) Put some music in. So here we go. You're going to hear some quotes now and you've got to say, did Tom Jones say this or did Fred West say this? You get the idea. Quote number one. Plant a radish, get a radish. Never any doubt. That's why I love vegetables. You know what they're about. 
Was that Tom Jones? Well, Fred, Fred, Fred West. The rhyme, suggests, Fred West. the rhyme suggests a song, possibly, by Tom Jones. Remember, Fred West did but a lot of digging. It, it sounds a lot more Westy. So I'm thinking it's Is a poem. Is it Tom Jones? Or Tom, I thought it was Tom Cruise. No, Tom, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. It's, Tom, it's, Tom, oh, it's either okay. Tom Jones or Fred West. Both curly-haired men. They look quite similar. Uh, Tom Jones did all his own stunts, so I can see the confusion. Um, yeah, Although Fred West did as well. To be fair. They could be, <laughs> they could unusual, be related. They could, if you looked at them, if you looked Roasted. at photos of them. Imagine if your mate's hair transplant turns into Fred West. Or, or Tom Jones. Or Tom Jones. <laughs> well, I, I think that's I, anyway. I think Tom Jones. That, has anyone ever done, Tom, has Jones. Anyone ever, Tom Jones? Tom Jones. Oh, sorry, has anyone ever done a joke about Fred West saying, "I never promised you a rose garden"? <laughs> that's Tom Jones. <laughs> right. Next. Well, we one. Never promised you a rose garden. I have a weakness. <laughs> rose number two. I have a weakness. A for, garden. I, mean, I have the young girl garden. I have a weakness for watches. I have to stop myself buying more. Tom Jones, Tom Jones. Jones. I doubt Fred had that much money for watches. Yep. Okay. Very good. A uh, couple more. I'll do three more. I didn't murder her. I I just fucked her and then <laughs> Rose fingered her. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. <laughs> didn't mean her. I knew Elvis. <laughs> Fred West. Yeah. Rose fingered her and strangled her. I just uh, helped her uh, put her in the bin. People never. Tom Jones. People never talked about my music. They just counted how many knickers were on stage. Fred West. Fred West. That's yeah. Tom Jones, of course. <laughs> I couldn't do the heavy rock thing anymore. Noddy Holder was around, kicking every singer in the balls. I never wanted to be a pop singer. Christ, how I hated Noddy. Fred West. <laughs> okay, one more, one more. You can't be a sexy person unless you have something sexy to offer. With me, it's my voice. <laughs> the way me? that I sing and the way that I express myself now, now when I sing. Now, it's my voice. I think, it's Bar- it's, I think Barry said that just now. now. Come in, come into my house. There's not much to look at. Rose make you a cup of tea. It's your finger. It's my voice usually that people are attracted to. Why, why, why? It was Rose. <laughs> you can say what you want about Fred West, but I expect there are a lot so of people out there yeah, that when he went down, because this happened to me actually. Well, he went when down you, on When you. you find a decent plumber or a decent builder, and then something happens to him. You are abs- You're sort of because they're hard to get. Always doing personal I found a plumber <laughs> that was, was accidentally as well. I found him because I, I found a plumber that was actually very, very, very good. And I accidentally found him because uh, it was in a woman's phone, and I accidentally got. I thought it was somebody else, but he was a plumber, and he came round. He used to be a pipe fitter. He redone all my tank. All, it was leaking, so he really did the whole lot one night. Did I was like, absolutely amazing. I've got your number now. You're trustworthy. It's a good price. You know exactly what you're doing. If I ever need any plumbing work, I'll ring you up again. About a month later, he was in the local paper and he'd gone to prison for being a paedophile and touching all these young girls. I was like, absolutely fucking gutted. I was like, up, how hard it is to find a plumber. Is, he actually looked like Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, he did slightly. Look, so you're thinking like all those people that got him to do building work, like, well, yeah, of course. Well, you obviously find more, don't you? Move on, you move They on. always say you should get a trade. He didn't. He didn't just look like Bill Cosby. So here's another one for you. Uh, what I want you guys to do is think about. Uh, so Tina Turner wrote a song, "Simply the Best," but I feel that that needs more swear words in it. This is Facebook. It's simply a cunt. Shitter than all the rest. This will get us the brilliant. You really shit at everything. You're really fucking stupid. You're simply a cunt. You know when I say, You're shit fucking cunt. You know when they say, replace the 
place of words. Really fucking shit. The place of film. You shit in my words. pants. Yeah, Johnny, you you obviously won't come. Oh, no, please. <laughs> I honestly thought that was it. I didn't realise you were going to carry on singing it. I don't know if you got this, Johnny, so I'll yeah. just explain it again just so you get it. Mm. So I said, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do a Tina Turner song with more swearing in it. So I did. Immediately, Greg that. started doing it. I thought, oh, that's great. He's doing it like that's and funny. You and you talking over But it. you talked over it. So obviously I thought, oh, you must have something to say. It's quite important. So let's just stop and listen to what you've got to say. I think Johnny's trying to see oh, I he's thought, a bit drunker than he's... No, no, it's not a drunken thing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... I was leading on to when when they do that stuff on Facebook they say replace replace a word in a famous I'm thing on with Facebook, a sweat mates I would know mm. you shit fucking cunt you're the shittest cunt I ever met wankers you're all with fucking shit penis you're a shit cunt poo willy bum face oh that's swear words on your you stinky knickers no me jodas mas suddenly run out of swear words vai tomar culo but once I've done shit, shit fucking cunt oh no good Spanish swearing yes vale um, yeah once you've done shit fucking cunt then you start struggling don't you and then you start saying silly things like poo really. yeah. unless you're the thick of it style swearing you can yeah. think of loads well, of yeah, really then, then good they, swear they words they spend hours and hours writing those fucking put downs so like you know what do you reckon you yeah. know like the, you, the delta variant yeah, of the covid have. virus what do you reckon that would sound like if it could talk oh, sorry. wow <laughs> say that again husky alright Chinese <laughs> No, well, the Delta, Delta variant. The Delta. Uh. Oh, hello, my friend. Wow. <laughs> I, look, I, it's meant to be Indian, isn't it? I mean, yeah, no, what? Not, <laughs> I, hello, my friend. I was so, I sh- I was so shocked. I forgot the word. I forgot the program. Mind your language. So we could let's do an improv now. As mind your language as different variants of the COVID virus. Oh, variants. <laughs> oh, that brings us to Loki, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh wait I haven't watched the latest one oh okay no it's good so we can tell you all about it oh, but, so we, oh, no next week we should do a round up of Loki I don't want to ruin it the ending is kind of low key <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've been waiting to say that joke since yesterday well, you, Germany won the war what language would we speak now would be Jew language would we speak German and English or German. just German, be German. Oh, well, yeah, we'd be speaking four languages yeah. now if Hitler had his way and done the right do you thing do reckon if Germany won the war we'd still have the one show <laughs> the Ein show do you reckon I reckon we could have moved imagine like because I read this alternate I read this alternate history book and um, what has happened was I think Germany did win the war Young and we moved, on the one show on Das Ein show instead of we moved our capital to India and we um, that's and we kept because we moved there that's like solidified the bit of the empire we had around there that makes sense whole with the industry with everything oh, well, with the growing industry and, and the power shift in well, now, globally now, now China sense. have got Africa uh, America are going for India aren't they so it's like the reverse China is a massive superpower but they're sort of they're yeah. very obviously insular and they're obviously India's very open to us and they yes. work with us their click farms are all people are going calling people up and going oh so have you watched EastEnders oh yes well Barry oh EastEnders oh, <laughs> wow. that's how they get you well no it's, that's what they do have you never been called up have you never been called questionable impressions well okay, well okay forget the accent okay but surely they if they up, ring you up going what do you do you'll be oh no it's an Indian click farm because they always yeah, talk no, about no, EastEnders but, I, but usually when they do it I've, I've been like off my nut and I've been up all night and I'm on one and the phone up is going oh okay so have you ever thought about this and I'm like have I <laughs> and I'll just keep on the line obviously I'm, just, I'm, up, I'm like and he's expecting me to and I'll go no tell me more and he's like okay and he starts doing the EastEnders jabs. oh yeah EastEnders or yeah and they, they, they give a bit of EastEnders bants about what's happening in EastEnders because how they're meant 
to win you over and I just skimmed over all that and just kept asking him questions about what he did with his mum and stuff and like I mean how his relationship was with his family and all this shit to the point where he ended up just going okay so I don't think you're a very serious man and he hung up on me <laughs> took, like, <laughs> took him half an hour to get there like, I would have known after the first I thing paid, I said I paid a front door for an Indian chap today and he was very nice and offered me uh is it chai, uh, oh my god! You sound tea. like a real, a real old like racist guy. Oh, yeah, I painted a painted a door for an Indian fellow earlier. Turns out he's actually right. <laughs> Quite nice. What well, well, you well, after your little rant? <laughs> he goes, it'll be very sweet. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, shook hands with one once. I feel we're bad because I drank. No, I drank. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> God, Johnny's so racist. <laughs> wow. I like your bit, Greg, because that was just like weird. Is this, is this a racist episode? <laughs> yeah, confronting it. Yeah, I fucked his door up there. <laughs> I think that's the trouble with like footballers when they try and <laughs> present TV shows, they can't. Just like the guy on the one show who or can't Chris. present it. It's just really, Jermaine really Peters. bad. Yeah, but. I mean, they're being held up as um, I said this ages ago about Jack Grealish how he gets criticised he got criticised hard, harsher than uh, Dominic Cummings about the going out during lockdown it, but even recently with uh, the racism stuff oh this is too earnest for me to go into actually I'm going to shut yeah, up but- no, no, no. They're being, you know, they're people are really listening to them, and they're showing better leadership than our uh, elected politicians are on the matter. Who? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. We'll go. We'll go into that later. I think a bit, but <laughs> how much later? <laughs> After the brown bear? <laughs> no, they do like, um... You've got like, uh, like Gary Lineker. He's been there for ages, hasn't he? He's got all the crisp money. He's got the bad toe money. He's got the football money. And there's other footballers, like, you know, probably starving by the side of the road because they can't get on telly. Well, there was that there was that Arsenal guy, wasn't there? There was that Arsenal guy, and it was really sad. He died. He's an Arsenal legend. Obviously, me being a bit of a plastic Arsenal fan, had never heard of him before. <laughs> and was like, oh, poor, poor guy. Because he was around before the Premiership. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, was he like David Rowcastle? Someone like that? No, 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 uh, no, no, no. It wasn't because I know his name. It was like a, a, a not so well known name. Uh, Crow Charlie would know. George. Uh, uh, the Crow would know his fucking name. But it was sad. It was, it was fairly. It was in the last few years anyway. It if was anyone knows his name, boat. email in to idlematinee at gmail.com. But you're right. There's some certain footballers that just got put out, to, like, put out to pasture, as it were, or missed the big money, missed the premiership yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, And Jeff Stelling. And then, yeah, and then but the others who were there with it, in fact, the premiership, Shearer was playing before, was he playing before the premiership? Like, the premiership started in, what, 92, was it? Something like that? Yeah, but he was breaking through Southampton yeah. around that yes. time. So he 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 got on at the right time, so he still got something like... But the, Shearer got all that Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings money, didn't he? But either the... Anyway, so uh, we didn't review Jeremy Clarkson's farm this week, and we probably never will, but there's something... Uh, I've got a recording of my dad here that I just want to play to you, because I used to go fishing with my dad, and he used to give me pearls of wisdom, and I recorded him once, and this is one of the things he said to me or taught me. Let me just play you this. I work for less, John. I work sometimes for nothing. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful words there from my pup. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to this week's brown bear, then, shall we? Uh-oh. Oh, that guy's going first. Right. 
Hello, oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Brown Bear Comedy Club for another lovely night, a lovely evening of laughter, fun, relaxation. Uh, we're here live from Stoke Newington this evening in the local village hall. Uh, we've just got this together at the last minute, so it's lovely that there's uh, 10 or uh, 15 people here this evening. Thank you very much. So we've got four acts here tonight. These are great new acts. Some of these, a lot, some of these you've seen before, some of these you haven't seen before. And we might have uh, two special guests right at the very end, but they may be coming in, they may not be coming in a bit later. But without further ado, uh, let's put your hands together and give a lovely warm welcome to our first act tonight, Mr. Chris Bread. Ladies and Chris Woo! Bread. Hi everyone, my name's Chris Bread. Uh, I do a lot of observational jokes about bread, uh, clues in the name, Chris Bread. So um, anyone here, what's your favourite bread? Anyone like a bit of bread? Uh, white slice? Granary. Or see- granary. Oh, we've got a granary, guys. Pizza. Right, so, so there's a lot of breads out there, isn't there? There's a lot of breads. No. Um, have you heard, so uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the expression, the best thing since sliced bread. So, uh, but mm. I wonder if you've ever wondered what was the best thing since sliced bread. Well, actually, that was teared bread because you used to have to tear bread before we sliced it. We used to have to tear it up, so uh, it was called teared bread. So, uh, anyway, I was in uh, Tesco's <laughs> the other day and I was looking for uh, a loaf, a, gran- a seeded loaf, because I like seeded loaves. And uh, I don't know if you've ever noticed, I was like, well, the seeded loaf is a lot smaller than the all the other loaves. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Yeah. One? yeah, so that's a good observation there about bread so next time you're in there you can see one go oh yeah he's right there's a lot smaller (laughs) than the other ones so um anyway i was having a bowl of soup the other day and i was having a a piece of bread with it and i was having a cob a soup cob and i don't know if you've ever seen uh it's got it's like a bread bowl with soup in it and you can have it in and um uh, sorry mate should you get a cob on okay uh (laughs) the end of that thanks mate for reading that so yeah, uh, I've been uh, Chris Bread. Thank you very much. Good night. What's that, Chris? Yeah, he just ruined my joke. He said that. Oh, sorry, that, Chris. Yeah, sorry. That's yeah, a great observation. Back. Thank you very much. Uh, that was Chris That's Bread. Uh, that's uh, Chris Bread. Hopefully, we'll see him back. A lot of observations about bread there. Absolutely amazing stuff. Spot on, though. Spot on with a lot of that because you hope you recognise that. So anyway, we're bringing our next act <laughs> of the evening. Uh, his name's Normalisation. Normalisation. So, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together. Give a lovely big warm welcome to Mr. Normal. Normalization. 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 The hooligans have let us down this year. No passion, no heart, and obviously no training or preparation. What a time to be alive. They said on the news two hours before the match that there was a great atmosphere of fans outside Wembley with and without tickets. That changed later when the fans without tickets stormed into Wembley to have handbag fights with fans who had tickets. What a time to be alive. Conor McGregor's manager blames Joe Rogan for interviewing Conor after the fight and blames Joe for Conor's tirade against Poirier's Rife. Comments that McGregor is doubling down and tripling down on a Twitter. That's probably Twitter's fault. Mystic Mac predicted a stretcher would be used at the end of the fight. He's like the Black Knight in Monty Python. Break his leg and he offers you a fight in the car park. Break his jaw and he'll call you out on Twitter. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> Boris and Pretty Patel berated so-called England fans for racist abuse, but also said the fans had the right to boo players if they took the knee. You can sort of see why they took the knee now, can't you? <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> Sport is supposed to bring us together to spread COVID. Wimbledon, the Euros and the Olympics next. But there are no fans at the Olympics due to COVID because Japan still has the COVID. I think we still have the COVID too, don't we? 
Will they call the next one the UEFA variant? What a time to be alive. <laughs> they are still handing out Olympic condoms at the Olympic Village, but not so that the athletes from all over the world can fuck each other and get COVID, but so they can take the condoms home to have sex in the... Sorry. <laughs> to take the condoms... So I'll go back a bit. I'm re... To, so they could take the condoms back to their home countries and promote safe sex. I thought condoms were quite well known around the world. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> the government voted to stop foreign aid this week because charity begins at home, even though they wanted to stop feeding the children at home because during the pandemic, until they're embarrassed by Marcus Rashford, so they did a U-turn to score an own goal. Oh, I did that bit again. The government voted to stop foreign aid this week because charity begins at home, even though they wanted to stop feeding the children at home during the pandemic until they were embarrassed by Marcus Rad- Rad- Rash- Rashford. Rashford. Uh, oh, fuck. Marcus Radish. Radish, right, okay. The government voted to stop foreign aid this week because charity begins at home, even though they wanted to stop feeding the children at home during a pandemic until they were embarrassed by Marcus Rashford and did a U-turn to score an own goal, which is probably worse than a mistaken penalty, isn't it? What a time to be alive. (laughs) Anyway, I'll leave you with this thought. Thank you, sir. I hope you leave all that in. Thank you, sir. I'll leave you with this thought. How do you stop a homeopath from drowning? No need. There's oxygen in the water. I'm hypernormalization. <laughs> good and bad night, everyone. Good and bad night. Yeah. Oh, hey. Thank you very much. Don't know what he was talking about there, but that's hypernormalization. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed him. Wonderful act. He's actually spot on. He's like Mock the Week. Oh, he knows exactly what's going on in the news, and he certainly brings it to a crowd here. So, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so now our next act, uh, he's all the way from Australia. Sorry, it's not with change of seats. So our next act, he's all the way from the garden, and he knows a thing or two about bugs. You've seen him before. You're seeing him again. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Stephen Ladybird. Put your hands together. Good evening, good evening. I am Mr. Stephen Ladybird, teller of jokes, poetry, and observations of insects and the natural world. So previously, I I, uh, caused a buzz um, and got quite rough caught up in it myself and the drone and the noise and lost myself and but here i am metamorphosized and hopefully better for the uh, the whole experience something that happened recently though was i've been using new technology to engage with animals in the world and got into a twitter spat with um a gentleman i once did admire so and um that was with wrinkly wrinkle face David Attenborough I find him such a sanctimonious prick because he says he loves animals but I bet he hasn't even fucked a monkey I've got bed bugs, long worms three voles and a blackbird at home I regular ple- regularly pleasure all of my creepy bedfellows although my dad doesn't agree with a blackbird oh that's not that he's a racist it's because the orange beak indicates that it's a male bird and that's what type of bigger senior ladybird is um, so I cuddle creatures 
Smother with my arms, squeezing tighter, fingers in tight into my palms. Sometimes I'll squish a poor beetle or two, knowing I can replace them much easier than if it was you. If I killed you, I'd get into deep trouble. It's not like giving my poor earwig a cuddle. I love my creatures, my disposable friends. They'll munch you up when your time ends, then I'll eat them. And the cycle continues, weeping parents, crying how they'll miss you. But we won't care. Bed bug, lungworm, and voles, and people will be happy that you're in a hole, because you, David Attenborough, spy on nature, acting as if you are the Lord Creator, but you're a foreskinning khaki, preachy, preach, preach, made of bull bag skin, sat on a beach, wailing about plastic, the environment, and nature. Surely I'm not the only one that hates you. <laughs> and that's uh, my poem about David Attenborough and why I dislike him. Thank you. I'm Stephen Ladybird. Yay! Thank you very much. That was Stephen Ladybird. Absolutely wonderful. Woo! And it's very slightly different this this time round, but absolutely amazing. Uh, but like without further ado, uh, here's our, our final penultimate act before our two headline acts that are coming on together, a new double act. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together. He's Australian. He's back. Everybody loves him. It's Satin Nights. G'day. <coughs> My name's Satin Nights. It's a bit of a weird name, I know. I should, good day, so I should uh, good eve. I should say I'd be a bit of a shit comedian if I was doing a, a gig during the day. I've entered the comedy big leagues now. I'm no more old people's homes, no more working men's clubs. It makes it sound like I don't like old people. I, lo- I fucking love old people. I mean, I'm getting there myself. I'm a, I'm a middle-aged man now, and uh, you know, I'm getting there. Um, yeah, so I, I love old people. It's just the homes. Uh, I, I like I like dogs, but I don't like going to those fucking death row kennels where they put them all to death. Uh, you know. Anyway, okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> good day. I'm setting nights, etc. Oh wait, I've just setting. I'm setting. I'm sticking too close to my notes there. <laughs> what setting? Satin, yes. Do you like Sherlock Holmes? Uh, yes, I do actually. Uh, did you mean the new ones with Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Martin Freeman? On the oh, it's just yeah, yeah. No, no, I do. I quite like them. Uh, I'm, I don't care so much for the old. Uh, sorry, are you doing a heckle? Or do you want a co- oh, okay? No, sorry, no, my friend. Right. And that's okay. How you handle them. So okay, <laughs> and that's how you handle hecklers. Okay, right. Uh, okay, so, <laughs> so I moved up through the Commodore Leagues, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, right, yep, got there, yeah, uh, get myself there, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, so what else, well, there was meant to be a segue there, um, something to do with dogs, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, yeah, I love dogs, I didn't want them, yeah, go to the home where they die and all that, okay, gotcha, right, so I've got a, so yeah I love dogs but I don't have one okay so I'll explain this so I'm from the outback right so it's a, little, a tiny little place called West Point it's in the center it's like in the center of Australia it's the most outback place you can get okay so uh, so I don't have dogs because but basically all the dogs where I come from went stupid through inbreeding because <laughs> we had no strangers coming in so everyone just kept fucking having the same dogs fuck each other and they're all daft so they keep running in front of people's utes and that it was stupid anyway so I, I've got myself a dingo so instead of like uh, get, inbreeding all these fucking dogs we, we're taken to taming dingoes so I've tamed a dingo 
I've named him Bruce, and he's much smarter than all these stupid fucking dogs. Some people have tried like breeding the dogs with the dingoes, and they they're even stupider than the fucking dogs. So they just chase their tail out into the bush and just die of thirst. You find them there in the bush, the tail in their mouth, and you're like, ah, oh, poor little cunt. Anyway. Right, so, uh, yeah, but, yeah, so, <laughs> I can edit this bit out. Right, take your time. <laughs> take your time, mate. It's going to be seamless. It's going to sound sick. It's going to sound sick. Right. <laughs> Bruce, yeah, inbreeding dogs, etc., etc. I didn't think I'd get through my material as quickly as I did. Right. <laughs> Thoroughbred. Uh, right, yeah, four. Right. Oh, yes, my my dog Bruce. Oh, here we go. Yeah, my dog Bruce. Oh, fuck, I'm fucking this up. My dog Bruce speaks four languages and regularly beats me at chess. I was going to do the comparison between my dog and the thick dogs. Right, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so my mate Shano, Shano, obviously us Australians like to call like put an O on at the end of people's names. So my mate, he calls me Tino or Sato or Naito. On this particular occasion, he said Naito. Naito, uh, why do you think you can do comedy, mate? And I was like, uh, what, what do you mean, Shano? He says, well, you got no bits. You got like you got no bits. You got no material. You got no bits or material. You got no material. But I was like, shut up about your fucking material and your bits. It's like, but you need material or bits if you're going to be a comedian. And I said to him, that's all right, Shano. Just as well, I don't work in a textile factory or a place that makes orange juice for adults. You have to think about. You have to think about the last one a little bit. A little bit, get it? <laughs> anyway, uh, right, so that's... <laughs> so I've got loads more material, but um, I want to save some of it. <laughs> I want to save some of it. Save it, save it. I was going to pick on the guy down the front that's wearing glasses and talking about computer games, but I'll save that for next time. Yeah. Okay, I've been sat in nights. I've oh, mostly sat in at nights. Good, good, thank you, good night. Well done, thank you very yeah. much. I was sat in nights, absolutely amazing. So, everyone thinks they're going home now, but... <laughs> pick that, pick that up. But before you go, ladies and gentlemen, we've got two, uh, we've got two final acts, and they're coming on stage together because uh, we call these uh, uh, what Ebony and Ivory. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, their guest headliners out the back, Mr. Andrew Lawrence and Mr. Bill Cosby. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Oh, really? oh, I'm so glad to be my friend Andrew. <laughs> with, the, with his comments and my touching and his... <laughs> Andrew, what do you got anything to say? Oh well, I think he's pretty, pretty funny and it's good that we're demonstrating multiculturalism here, isn't it? Thank you very much, Bye bye Bill, bye bye Andrew. So that's cancel culture for you. So thank you very much for coming everyone and have a lovely evening. Good night. Hello, nice bar. We can bye go bye. down the road, Andrew, and sleep a couple of things and there's people's drinks in there. Oh. Well, they should have given us more of an opportunity. We don't touch it and talking. So thank. Thank you everyone for listening to episode 90 of the podcast hopefully we'll be back next week unless we get cancelled uh, I've been Ben goodbye au revoir I've been Gregoire I'd just like to thank uh, Greg for editing me in post and making me sound great and uh, <laughs> I've been Johnny Robina thank you no bang bang and it's bye from Chris remember to get in contact with us 
at idlematinee at gmail.com and also on Instagram now, isn't it, Johnny? And yeah, we need also, to work on that. Do, yeah, and iTunes, if anyone, like, some of you must be listening to us at least. So um, if you put a, if you put a comment on now or rating now, we're going to see it, aren't we? So we clearly read them all just before we get massive. And then we'll have thousands of comments on there and then you'll just get buried in there and we won't know who you are. So if you get on there now, you're at the top of the list. Well said. Word. And everyone that comments will be able to come on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like the Wolf and Owl podcast where Tom Davis just invites everyone. And then no, what? the Wolf and Owl podcast made me get that fucking shitty beer thing. Yeah, exactly. So fuck them. I'm Wanker. like this as well. Johnny, I did it as well, mate. Yeah, yeah and you can't, you can't. You. They say, oh, it's so easy to cancel. It's not, is it? It's easier to I cancel if you're, I was if, you're wait next week. if you're a celeb. If you're like, already got a TV it's show. It's easy for us to get cancelled than it is to cancel that fucking Beer 52 bullshit. Unless you want to sponsor us, then I Don't will worry, pick you up. Johnny, when John and Nathan, John and Nation's on TV with me guess, as guest starring, when you're talking yeah. to the members of the public, then we'll then the, the, the beer thing will work for us. Well, Romesh and uh, what's his name? Tom Daly. They can laugh it up <laughs> now when they're trying to advertise their fucking shit beer company. But... I've got tickets to his show and I'm going to take the last box I got delivered to my house. Take that, you cunts. Goodbye. Zoo time, is she our new time? The mammals are your favourite time. You're bound to water tonight. Heartbeat, increase in heartbeat. You hear the thunder of stampeding rhinos, elephants and tech.